Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you for being here today. This is episode number 73. I have a very exciting guest, and I cannot wait to get into it with her and talk all sex things. You know, this is where you come for your sex, relationships, dating, intimacy, mental health, Info and if this is your first time listening, I appreciate you being here today. Definitely check out some previous episodes. There's definitely something for everyone here. And this is just a no judgment, you know, judgment free zone. And that's how we do it here over at My Naked Mindset. So check out my merch, check out my free VIP Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. I would love to connect with you over there. And yeah, just check out my new website too. I've Definitely have been working hard on that. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest. She is a sex and relationship therapist and also the host of her podcast, Comfy with Carly. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Carly. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. I am so excited. Obviously, a girl after my own heart, just a sex and relationship person. I mean, I obviously love talking about all of this stuff and I'm super excited to hear all of your stories. So I really want to know like how you started your podcast and just kind of what like inspired you to do so. Yeah. Um, it really started with switching over my Instagram to more of the sex and relationship therapy side. Uh, and I always had a desire to be a podcast host. I had joked about it for years, never really knew what my content would be. I'd always said, oh, maybe I'll just chit chat with a friend. Nothing ever came of it. And when I started to make over my Instagram and share more resources, more educational things, um, uh, things like that, you know, the typical, I guess, therapy Instagram that you'd see just more specific to sex and relationships that, okay, maybe this is my podcast topic. I wanted to make the uncomfortable comfortable, whether that be sex and relationships, mental health, overcoming something, I started with, okay, let's talk sex and relationships. This is my jam. I got this. And people were like, wait a second. I have stories that are outside like not really in this topic, but are things that we should be talking about and making more comfortable in society. So I started sharing other people's stories and as things were going on in the world and the world got lit (laughs) on fire. Um, there were things that needed to be talked about. So I threw in an emergency comfy episode is what I called it. And we talked about how to like educate yourself and stay on top of what's going on with the media. This was specifically when we found out that Roe versus Wade was going, was leaked. Uh, so nothing had been decided at that time. Um, so it just became so much bigger than what I thought it was going to be. And really gave me the platform to make things comfier for people um, and really allow people to question themselves too. Like what about this topic makes me uncomfortable if I'm sitting here and I'm sitting in this discomfort, what is it about this that I am feeling like either icky or like, I don't know enough about this topic. Uh, Yeah. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell of how the Comfy with Carly podcast came to be. And I must say, because like I said, this was a, oh, I would love to start a podcast. I admire everyone that has ever started and hosts the podcast because it is a lot of work. It is. Uh, And so thank you so much for having me on your podcast today and coming on mine later as well, uh, recognizing the amount of work that goes into podcasting. Absolutely. And I love your story. I love the, I love the name of your podcast. I think it's, and it is so true. The comfy, like what makes you uncomfortable, or I guess any situation or topic, because it is interesting to think about like, what is the root of that? Right. Because you always hear of like 
fear is mainly the unknown. Like you don't know about X, Y, Z, like, oh, I'm afraid of birds. I'm just thinking of someone that, um, podcast and she was like terrified of birds. It's like, because she was so, they're just so unknown. Like, what are they going to do? Like, are they just going to fly up in my face? And it's, it's really about the unknown. Right. And so I love, I love the fact that your podcast is just like all about that and just talking about uncomfortable things. And hopefully it will make people feel more comfy about talking about it and just kind of learning more about it. Like you were saying, education. And, and so I think that's super cool. And, and thank you for that kind comment. I love, I totally respect every single podcast out there, podcast host, because it is so much work. And I never realized how much of work it was until you're in the middle of it. And you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is nuts. Like, and then here we are. But it, it's it's so rewarding at the same time. And I just, I love connecting with people I've met. I, I say met, but like via Zoom, I have met so many incredible people that like, honestly are so supportive. And it's like some people that I've never met in person are more supportive than like some of my acquaintances. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think you could say like met in 2022, if it's virtual. Right. I, I think. Totally a thing. We have the capacity to connect in so many different ways now that you don't only need to be with people that are right in front of your face. And I also have connected with so many amazing people that have been so supportive and have cheered me on from day one of my um, adventure where I was just reaching out like, hi, what do I do? Can you help me? Uh, it's, it's really incredible. The community that is out there. I totally agree. There's people are so supportive and they're just like willing to help, which I obviously absolutely love. Cause mm-hmm. if someone, if I can help out someone, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. When people ask me questions, I'm like, here you go. Here's an info. Take right. it. You know? So I'm, I'm all about helping other people too. So I love that. Now, let me ask you this. Were you always like a sex positive person, like your whole life? It's hard to say because I was sex positive in the way that I engaged in sexual activity, you know, from kissing to sex uh, and was able to experience and acknowledge that I personally did not need to have like emotion behind it at an age that I think most people were like, you should not be doing anything unless you are in love with this person or, you know, or exclusive or whatever terminology we were using at the time. Um, And that came with some shame that I felt um, and some guilt that was put on me because of other people. So there was slut shaming Mm -hmm. rumors started, uh, you know, um, situations with friends that because of what I decided to do with a boy one night somehow affected them and our friendship. Mm -hmm. So situations like that, that created shame and guilt. So I, uh, was sex positive in the way that like, I definitely didn't let any opinion stop me from doing anything, but I wasn't so vocal or out there. And I don't think I owned it the Mm. same way I do now when I reflect back on the time. And I view it as like sucks to suck for all you people. I was having yeah. like stuff. I was doing stuff for pleasure and acknowledging I could do that far before you could. And for some reason, that was a problem for you. You missed out on like some good years. But- right. Oh, I completely agree. And kind of is a nice segue into our topic today, which is like, quote unquote, I call it the host stage, which is just. Mm-hmm really for those of you who don't know, just like experiencing different people. Maybe you're hooking up with a few people, maybe you're fuck buddies, friends with benefits. I mean, it can be so many, it can look like so many different things. And I think talking about it and really destigmatizing it is helpful because in my personal opinion, I feel like those times were so crucial to figure out what you wanted and what you liked. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be our topic today. And I'm so excited to hear your stories and just really like take it from just really like take that stigma off of it. Because truly, I think 
there should be no shame in having fun. Obviously, if you're safe and like you're enjoying yourself and there's consent and all that stuff, I think why not have a good time while you're young and before you find a partner, if you, you know, obviously want to get married down the road. But I think experiencing different people, there is nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. No, I definitely agree. And I noticed that it was like, once you hit a certain age, it was okay. So once you, I don't know, were in college and you could drink and go to part, well, you were drinking, I shouldn't say (laughs) drink, you were drinking and you were going parties and you were meeting a bunch of people. Like it was okay for you to make out with, I don't know, a bunch of people in one night, or it was okay for you to sleep with someone and then never hear from them again. And because I had, you know, I, I had sex in high school and sometimes I had sex with partners that I wasn't in a relationship with and it was consenting and we were safe and it was exploratory and it was nice. And that was fine but it was just before college. And that seemed to be the issue. It was before that 18 to 21 year age group. And then it's like, you're supposed to re-enter your whole phase if you haven't quote unquote settled down and figured out what you wanted later in your Mm twenties. So that I also never really understood. Like why does it matter? I get everyone has their own journey, right? If you're someone that doesn't want to start exploring until you are in your twenties and that's what you want to do. And that's how your experience happened. Great. But what do you care that mine started sooner? Yes. Oh my God. I couldn't agree more. And I think, and I think even also like in between relationships, like, you know, you break up, you want to just have a good time and explore other bodies and, and experience different things. Cause right. That's how I learned how I like certain things. And I don't like certain things. If I would have had sex with, or if I say, if I would have gotten married to my high school sweetheart, I wouldn't have had a clue at anything else besides him which is crazy to think about. And I think obviously there's so many people like that, that they've only slept with one person or, you know, they've had only a couple, you know, uh, partners, but I think it's totally okay to explore and figure out like you were saying, the exploratory, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's totally normal and natural. We're humans. That's what we do. We have sex. We like pleasure. That is so normal. And I think we're going to destigmatize it right now. <laughs> Love that. Let's do it. So let me ask you this. What would you say you like, I don't even know where to start actually. What would you say is like the biggest like learning experience from having your host stage? Oh, that's a great question. That's like a loaded question. Oh, that's a really good question. Um. I don't think, okay, I'm going to answer this in like a two-parter, one with like an asterisk emphasis of like, I don't think I learned this during my host stage, but like part of being that, and we had said that is, you know, consent and understanding your partner, um, listening to them and practicing like safe practice. Um, so it's, it's not something I learned. It's something I practiced throughout my host stage. That was something I like even knew in high school, like, okay, if this is how I'm going to, this is what I want to do. And this is what's going to happen. We're going to do it in a way that is safe. Um, so that's like my little star emphasis of like, you know, what I took away from it, that was definitely important. Um, what I learned What I learned was that it's okay to experience sex um, and take other people's opinions out of it. So Mm -hmm. I think because of age and where I was in life and like the way my brain was developed and just what, you know, in high school, we're all worried about what people are thinking about us, about Mm -hmm. rumors, about people talking about us. I got really caught up in that a lot. And had I just stopped and been like, okay, 
you're enjoying this. Like, what does it matter what they are saying? I think like I, that's what I learned from it is I can do what I want and it's okay because I'm not hurting anyone. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. such a good like learning lesson because it's true. It's like, it's my life. If I want to go have sex with 10 guys in one year, I can. Mm -hmm. And if I only want to be with one, I can. Like, it's all up to you and it's your journey. So I think that's so fair. Yeah. Um, so do you have any like crazy hookup? Like maybe, uh, maybe let's do a bad one first, like a bad hookup story from your host stage, or I guess any in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have quite a few, um, but um, this one stands out. Um, I had went home with someone after like an engagement, um, a party of some sort. I don't exactly recall like why we were all together, but I had met him there and I went home with him. Um, I started not really like feeling it after we had hooked up. So I, you know, we had sex and I was into it. And then afterwards I, I'm just going to say I developed like the ick is what I call it. Like I was just kind of like, all right, like that was fine. Um, I waited for him to go to sleep and then I left. Um, (laughs) It wasn't really bad. And the hookup was bad. This was like, probably when I look back, me being bad. Um, (laughs) And so I got up and left at like three in the morning and went home and never spoke to him again. And we definitely had run into each other since, and we don't make eye contact. Uh, It is as if nothing ever happened because I am mortified or (laughs) I was mortified at this point. I I don't think we've run into each other in a really long time, but uh, definitely was mortified. And I don't really know. I imagine he was embarrassed. Or maybe he just thought I was like being bitchy because like I wasn't talking to him and I had left. Um, but that's one that sticks out in my head of like, oh gosh, Carly, what were <laughs> what was going on? And I want to point out that I did enjoy though the hookup. So okay. even with like a bad quote unquote experience, you can still have pleasure. Yeah. Right. And hey, I mean, at least you notice like, hey, you know, what? I'm not really feeling this. I'm going to go. I mean, I've done or I've kicked someone out before. Like I hooked up and I literally was like, I was like, holy shit, my roommate cannot know you're here because she like didn't love me having guys over. And I literally kicked him out at like maybe three in the morning. I had to wake his ass up and I was like, sorry, bro, you get to go. <laughs> Good for you. I love that. Oh, so it happens. Like sometimes it's the weird situations that are just like, but I couldn't imagine running into the person that see, I'm super awkward when it comes to stuff like that. So I would be like, I probably wouldn't have like, I would have dodged him like a, like he was the plague. Like I would have just like ran away. Like I, I, I'm super bad at awkward situations because I don't know what to do. I'm like, do I say anything? Do I look at him? Like, I just, yeah, that's, but that's a good story. (laughs) Thanks. I got a lot of them. <laughs> Do you have any more that are um, bad? One kind of along the lines of like, not really, I guess, being kicked out, but like, take the hint. Um, I had went and hooked up with this guy my freshman year of college. Um, and we had hooked up a couple of times. This time I went to his place. Um I'm going to be generous and say like three minutes after, like we had put our clothes back on and that's being generous. The three minutes he turns on star Wars, which I'll be honest. I am not a fan. We had talked about it. He knew I was not a fan. And so (laughs) I was like, okay, I think this is my cue to go. So I sat there for like a good 10 minutes and then I just like got up and left and went home. (laughs) Wow. That's freaking rude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want that movie. Like, you're just gonna I, put it on. Exactly. It was very much like, I mean that that was setting a boundary, right? Like, we had a conversation over what we were. We had talked about the fact that like it was not turning into anything more than just a hookup. Occasionally, mm. we would hang out as friends and like 
go out because we had mutual friends, but, um, you know, I, I, I didn't need to hang out with him after he didn't need to put on a movie that I enjoyed. Um, but to this day, I still think about like, could not have been any quicker to turn on a movie that I was not interested in at all. Right. Wow. That is very, very weird situation. I don't even know. Yeah. I think I probably would have done the same thing because it's like, now you feel like I feel like I'm not welcome. Like clearly you don't want me here. So peace out, bro. Yes. Yes. What about like bad sex in a hookup? Have you ever had like a horrible experience? Like really bad sex? Yeah. Um, A few times. Most Mm, that might be generous in that, but most do involve like alcohol when it's not, mm. uh, so it's sloppy and not in like a sexy yeah. sloppy way. Um, there's inability to like keep an erection or like really mm. keep me going or keep my interest. Um, so it, like, you know, those typical situations that happen. Um, one that comes to mind that didn't really involve any alcohol um, is one a person that felt entitled, I'll say, that they needed to finish. Um, and this was at a time where I was unable, not unable, but I I didn't speak up and be like, I'm done. I kind of, I also felt that the other, that the person should also uh, be able to orgasm. Uh, So I laid there for a good, like 45 minutes and the person just like jackhammered (laughs) like, uh uh-huh for like 45 minutes. Um, That I would say was probably one of my worst experiences because not only was it like boring AF. It was Mm -hmm. painful. Um, and going back, I wish I could like shake myself and be like, after a certain amount of time, like this is probably not going to happen. And like, that's okay. And this is a superiority complex for him. And like, you don't have to feed into that. Like you're bored. Get up. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst. I think that they're jackhammering I think has got to be one of the top worst things that a man can do when having sex I just it doesn't feel good it's not enjoyable like switch it up a little or like do something different like different uh-huh. position pause for a second like just don't jackhammer I feel like a lot nine times out of ten women do not enjoy that I have heard horror stories from some of my female friends that are just like it was horrible. He was jackhammering. And that's all that's all they have to say is the word jackhammer. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the worst. I I'm unsure. I mean, it seems like that's a lot of like what the media at least used to show. Mm-hmm. Uh so I was gonna say, I don't know where everyone got that that was should be a thing, but we know the media is showing like, oh, this is really pleasurable for women. Nope, they're they're acting. <laughs> oh yeah and sex in movies is always so ridiculous it's like oh my god uh-huh. it, it, it couldn't be more unrealistic it's like and I always I always wonder how they fake it like because sometimes it's like wow it really looks like they're having sex but I'm like they're definitely not but like uh-huh. it blows my mind sometimes I'm always like I wish I could be behind the scenes and just like see how the hell they do it because it really sometimes looks like they're there's penetration but there's definitely not yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I can think of a few movies that I, I definitely have been like, okay, interesting. <laughs> if you told me that we were watching like a porn right now, I would believe you. 100%. 100%. Now, if someone like hadn't, because you, you have cl- like one-on-one clients, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone you know, hadn't experienced their experimental phase, hoe phase, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of wished that they would have or could have in some situation or some capacity. What would you maybe recommend them doing? 
Um, so it would depend where this person is in their life. So if there's someone that is single, um, I would recommend going on dating apps, making your expectations clear because the same Mm -hmm. way that you would want someone to explain their expectations on a dating app, got to do that for someone else. Um, And to have like the right conversations, right? Talk about getting tested, talk about contraception, um, you know, with everything going on with Roe versus Wade, understanding the added risk that comes with that, depending on where you live. Um, Now, if this person is in a relationship, because I know sometimes Mm -hmm. that can happen, how do you want that to look, right? Is it involving your partner? Is it asking your partner if you can open up and giving your partner the same opportunity? Uh, Is it something that you just want to experience once? So I think it's really asking like, what about this like host stage do I feel I want and or missed Mm -hmm. out on? And having an open conversation, either that's seeing, you know, a sex therapist or a therapist at all and how to navigate like your wants, needs, and desires, and then how to communicate that to your partner. Um, It's not easy to do, Mm -hmm. especially if sex is not something that you talk about often, Uh, communicating a need about opening up or adding someone to your relationship or, you know, sex life can be difficult. So talk to a therapist about a sex therapist. They're there to help you navigate your wants, needs, and desires and teach you how to communicate that. Wow. I love that. That was beautifully said. And I think it's so true because I mean, like you were saying, if you're single, like obviously put your desires out there and let people know like, Hey, I'm kind of just exploring. Like I'm not really looking for something serious. And I think just being very upfront and blunt and straightforward with that, because I think no matter what you're on a dating app for, whether it being a hookup or you're finding your husband or wife, I think letting people know and being so straightforward because there's nothing worse than when you get on a dating app and you're looking through some people and you're starting to talk to someone and you expect you know what they saw what you saw in their profile is like oh I want a relationship and then you find out that they just want to fuck and it's it can be super frustrating so I think really putting your your wants and desires and needs out there and then kind of obviously seeing who you know, who is your best fit for that situation. And I think there's nothing wrong with friends with benefits. I definitely think like, or I guess hookup buddy too. Um, I mean, that's a little, a little different, I guess you could say, but I think in the, the hookup world, I think it can be so hard to like remove the feelings. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is you know, oh, well, I, I've been having sex with this person for six months. And like, obviously we usually just have sex, but every once in a while, he'll like ask me to go to dinner. Well, obviously that's something that you need to talk with him about because that kind of shows like he's kind of maybe playing, you know, the field, but also then he's like, oh, like a relationship. That's like a, that like screams relationship to me. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that can be super hard to navigate too, is like the hookup culture and kind of pushing your feelings aside, which can be very, very difficult. Do you, so do you have any like tips on how to, like, if someone was in our situation where they were kind of starting to have feelings for their hookup partner, um, what would you say? Open communication, uh, mm-hmm. recognizing the impact that it is having on you. So if you're someone that can recognize, I have these feelings, keep them in check, keep them from growing, talk about them with friends, you know, um, recognize like where the feelings are coming from and still what you want, because even though you have feelings, that doesn't necessarily mean this person is compatible and more of a, you know, monogamous relationship way. Or that that's even what you want at that point in your life. But I think keeping the line of communication open with whoever you're hooking up with in a consistent way is key. And so having that would allow you to be like, hey, I'm starting to catch some feelings. You know, we've been going Mm -hmm. to dinner a little more often or uh, things are going a little bit beyond just us hooking up. And I'm noticing this have you also felt this way Hmm. and, or right. What should we do about this together? Maybe we 
stick to just having sex and we don't go to dinner um, and figuring it out from there together. But I think really checking in with yourself, like, what do these feelings mean and what do I want to do about them has to happen prior to having that conversation. Because the worst thing that could happen is you sit down and they say, oh my goodness, I also like you and let's be together forever. And you're like, whoa, that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to address the fact that I kind of caught some feels. So uh, you got to understand what you want as well. I love that. And that's such a good tip because it's so true. It's like, obviously just be open, but you know, there could be, I mean, that could be the breaking point. The guy could be like, well, you're catching feelings. Like I don't, this is not going to work for me because I strictly only want to hook up. And Obviously, you have to prepare yourself for that, I think. Um, it, but also at the same time, if that person, if you, for some reason, like wanted to end the hookup and kind of be in a relationship with them and they didn't want that, that's okay too. It might be hard to, I always I always think this, like if if someone doesn't want the same things as you, if if they don't want you the way you want them, like you should be so loved and so wanted and so desired, right? And just you want to be, just like someone's everything and someone's person that they like look forward to, you know, every single day and just be that person exactly what you want. Right. And I think it's just, it can be really tough. Like that can be really rocky waters. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced something where someone caught feelings or maybe you caught feelings and kind of how did you navigate that? Um, actually my last relationship started with this exact scenario. Um, we basically were, I guess, on and off for so long because I had caught feelings. Um, I was both honest and not at the same time about the feelings. I would throw it out there. And then when he would say, you know, that's not really what I'm looking for, which I knew I would then retreat and be like, Oh, okay. That's okay. I don't need, I I don't need anything else. Mm. Um, and then there was a point where, um, you know, we would, we would stop seeing each other for a second. And then I'd be like, Oh, I think I can do the hookup thing again. And it would still, uh, turn. I think we were acting more like we were in a relationship, which confused Mm. me. Um, and communication was like, not our thing. We communicated like through sex. Um, so, we felt very connected through sex. And then when it would come to like me sitting there and looking at him and being like, I think I love you. Like, I really like you. Um, I wouldn't be able to like say that because I knew it wouldn't be reciprocated or, Mm. um, yeah, I, I like knew that it was not going to go anywhere to say it. And I wasn't able to admit that to myself because I wasn't able to let go. Mm. And when it came time to like, okay, he's ready for something more, um, with just someone in general, uh, we were still kind of hooking up, but like going on dates with other people and like the classic, oh, I realized that like, you might be the one for me happened here. Um, but there's a reason that for all of those years, right. That like I was around, but I wasn't really like stably around and that he didn't see the commitment. Um, so, you know, I, I've been in that situation and it's so hard because I was someone that like caught the feelings and was not able to let go. And it all, and I ended up moving in, we were together for a little bit and he wasn't, he didn't know that I was the person that he wanted to commit to forever. If he even wanted to commit and it was the same cycle over and over. And that's not to say, right. Like you can't be hooking up with someone catch feels. And then like, it turns into a romantic happily ever after because it absolutely can just in my scenario had, I think I've been more open about my feelings and heard more of what he was saying. Cause he definitely was being honest with me. I just like, didn't want to hear it. Um, I think things would have ended differently. Um, maybe, maybe would end differently. Um, but I think a lesson learned from that from me is like being open about my feelings and recognizing like the hurt that did come from 
wanting to be with someone so badly and them being honest, like, it's not what I want right now. Yeah. That can be so hard. Cause it's like, it's like right there in front of you almost. And you're like, I wish that I could just have it, but it's like, for whatever reason, it's like, it's not, it's not matching up. And that can be a really, really hard situation to be in. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me of, or like a good topic too, like talking about this. So, you know, you're hooking up with someone, I guess, what, what do you think would be, you're hooking up with someone and then they kind of are like, you know, they're catching feelings, right? And you're not, or, or the opposite, they're, you know, you're hooking up with someone, but they're also hooking up with other people. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that because that I feel like could be a really, really hard I've never really been in that situation. I feel like when I hooked up with someone, I wanted to be the only person. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like sex, obviously, like I think I hooked up like outer course, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, with multiple people at once. But I, I don't think I've ever actually slept with multiple people at once that I can remember. So what would you say is like, how would you navigate that conversation if someone is sleeping with multiple different people? Obviously, you communicate with that with the, yeah. them but like what if the person is kind of like I don't really enjoy that yeah um I think it comes down to uh, right recognizing that it doesn't serve you like that it makes yes. you uncomfortable and like why is it because I have feelings is it because you know it just makes me uncomfortable um, not being the only person this person is sleeping with. Do we need to have a discussion on like boundaries, like kissing other people are okay. Anything beyond is not, um, it definitely becomes interesting because if you think about it, right, when you're dating people and like, maybe you are hooking up with them in the first, second or third date, odds are they are talking and dating to other people as well, because so are Mm -hmm. you. So that's like, if you think about it that way, you don't necessarily know that. So looking at it as like, you kind of have like an, you have the inside scoop, right? You're aware of the person that you are hooking up with is hooking up with other people as well. And I think, right. Asking the right questions, totally. um, keeping the communication open. Um, at what point, is it no longer okay to be hooking up with other people? Is there, is there an amount of people, right? I'm okay to hook up with one other person or if it's an occasional thing, but I want to be your only like stable hookup, consistent hookup. Um, I think it all comes down to, and I like am noticing a common theme and everything I'm saying is the open communication and understanding like what you want prior to having that communication. Um, it's really easy to get swept up. It's really easy to also confuse, right. Sex and intimacy for feelings. And if you can take a step back and like, look at what do I want and need in this situation? What about this is bothering me? Um, you know, is it that you're also not hooking up with other people? Maybe that's like what you have to do, Mm. right? He's getting his, why am I not getting mine? You know, Mm. take a step back, look at it and really navigate uh and then have the conversation and I think telling your like talking to people obviously you feel comfortable and getting their point of view too because obviously sometimes we're so like tunnel vision on what the situation is it's so hard to like remove yourself but I love the fact that you keep mentioning about like what do you want like that's so important right because it's like if I'm you know wanting to sleep with a few different people and that's what I want right now and it's my exploratory phase and there's nothing wrong with that, but I need to tell my partners, hey, listen, this is my time to enjoy myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think yes. it's just so important to obviously over-communicate, but also just experience like different things. Cause I don't know about you, but I've I feel like that's how I realize, like, oh, okay, I kind of like a little bit of BDSM. Okay, I kind of like, yeah. you know, the whole, I guess like hair pulling type of like that type of stuff. Like I like handcuffs. I like a few different other things. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that I'm like, okay, I will never do this again. (laughs) You know? So it's like, it's really cool to be able to take those experiences and then be able to use them in other situations. And also I think at the end of the day, it's like, you get to figure out like, oh, okay. You know, that person did this that I really, really liked, 
but this other guy was a jackhammer and I fucking hated that shit and so you really can like it's almost like you're building your building blocks of like intimacy intimacy and sex and all these different situations and you kind of almost like build them into like you want to find your person eventually and like years down the road you might be like oh, okay I'm looking for x y and z obviously like personality traits but also like I want to have a really great sex life so I really would enjoy this this and this and then you can kind of train your partner on things that you like and feel comfortable with and feel sexy and and I think that's a beautiful part of having your host stage yeah I totally agree and it's uh probably one of the most underrated parts of having it um, is being able to explore and recognize what you do like and don't like. And then, you know, I have gone back and forth with, I want to get into like kind of more of the coaching field as well. And one of the things, the common patterns that I've noticed is inability to recognize and really have never, people have never really dove deep into what their wants and needs and desires are when it comes to sex and intimacy. Um, and that either comes from lack of experience or they've had plenty of experience, but they haven't taken that step back and been like, okay, wait, I do like this. I don't like that. Mm. Um, or right. Or do I even want a monogamous relationship? Do I want friends with benefits? Um, And a lot of it comes from experience and having been put in the situation, right? We got really specific about being the person in a hookup situation that the guy is hooking up or the person's hooking up with other people, right? You wouldn't necessarily know what you want or desire or need in that situation until you're in it with that specific person. And that's why it's also so easy. This reminds me of like people in relationships, right? Oh, if he or they cheat on me, I would never get back with them. And then something happens and guess what? You stick around because you don't recognize what you would do in the situation, what your wants, needs, and desires are until then. And that's why I I had thought of doing like and honing in on coaching to help people learn more about what those specific wants, needs, and desires are in those specific situations that they are in and how to better communicate them. Wow. I love that. It's so powerful because it it really is so true. It's like, at the end of the day, I always say this at the end of the day, who's, if you, if everyone in the world around you just wasn't there, right. Who do you have at the end of the day yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. It's like, you have to have your back at the end of the day because realistically you're never going to leave yourself. You have yourself forever. Like Mm -hmm. yourself and you, me, myself, and I, I don't know what I just said, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like, it's so true. And I think it's, you really have to take care of yourself. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, you really just have to love yourself and just be there for, and, and realize what your, you know, desires and what you need at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Any other stories before we get into our game that you wanted to share? Um, I think the only other story, oh, this is actually a good one. Um, so obviously I shared that I was sexually active in high school. Um, and we used to have really long lunches. Um, and I would take the opportunity sometimes to, um, hook up with people during lunch or some, someone during lunch. Um, and so we would get, um, we would get really like sneaky and go to a lot of different places. And then that actually translated as I was telling the story, I was like, wait a second, I have better ones. Um, so, so, um, my ex and I actually, I I think that was when I realized in high school that I enjoyed having sex in like various different places that that was exciting for me. Um, so my ex and I used to like just go around, uh, the college campus, different stores and restaurants all over, um, uh, the house that I had lived in and no one's room, but like in common areas. Um, and I just like, you know, I think it's fun to explore and, 
Uh, that would be like another advice I'd give to someone like step mm. outside your comfort zone for a second, as long as it's safe and consenting. I love it. Fun. And it is so much fun. And I think you do get to learn like, like I just feel like you learn so many different parts of what you like, like places, positions, like BDSM type of things like that kinks, fetishes, like there's just so many things you can explore. And I think literally just like being like, Hey, do you want to try this? Like while you're, you're being intimate with someone, it's like, you don't even have to like have this crazy, like, Oh my, like you can literally just be like, Hey, do you want to try this? And Uh they say yes or no. And like, like, I just think it's so, it's so fun to just really be so exploratory and just really be like, Hey, I really always, I've always wanted to try handcuffs. Can we try them and just whip them out? Like I, there's no harm. And obviously if that person is already into being intimate with you, I think that there's no harm in just being like, Hey, would you want to try this? Like, let's, let's try it out. There's a lot of like card decks, dice games, yes. uh, checklists, uh, like so many resources. If someone needs help finding one, feel free to like direct message me and I can send you some uh, resources of like different sexual activities, positions, uh, places, like think of it as a bucket list. And yes. so it's daunting for you to be like, this is what I'm looking for. Can you like do this with me? maybe it's printing it off and having like a checklist of a bunch of stuff that you get to try together. So that way it's mm-hmm. not so direct and it is a open, like that's your door, right. To be like, right. I liked the handcuffs. See how it's on here. It's on this checklist. Um, yeah. Cause like we said, it sometimes if you're not used to talking about sex at all, let alone telling someone like, can you do this to me? Right. Right. It is-, is a fun way to get white get your desires and your needs met. Yeah. I love that. And I love that list. I've, I've seen so many like on the internet and I always pick through them because I'm always like, Ooh, what else could I try out with my boyfriend? So it's just, it is fun. I think trying out new things with your, you know, fuck buddies, partners, whatever you want to call them, I think can be so cool because then it's like, what do I really like? And then like, I can take that into my next relationship or whatever situation you're in. So I love that. Yeah. Friends with benefits provides the safe place to explore. Um, Absolutely. So take advantage of that. If you, if that's what you're into and that's the opportunity that presents itself. I love it. I love it. Are Are you ready for a game? Yes. Awesome. So it's just called this or that. Okay. Um, All right. So the first one is pizza or pasta? Pizza. Pizza. Love. Burgers or tacos? Oh, burgers. Cheeseburger to be specific. Yum. Love. If you had to choose curly fries or waffle fries? Curly fries. Curly fries. Okay. And then I did throw on some sex ones too, because I just had to. (laughs) (laughs) um okay if you could have if you could not have your phone for one year or no sex for one year which one would you choose no phone for one year <laughs> love, yeah. love um the would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather like you could be like it's gonna rain right now or it's gonna be super uh, sunny all day. i'm gonna say control weather That'd be really cool. I literally think it would be like the coolest thing ever. I wish that that was a thing. Yeah. Um, sex toys only or oral only? If you had to choose. Sex toys only. Sex toys. I agree. Would you rather accidentally send a nude to like one of your family members or your boss? Ooh. Um, my boss. My boss is super cool. Oh, love that. Love that. Sex with the lights on or off? Off. Love. Would you rather live in the Playboy Mansion or live in a strip club, like a really fancy one? Um, Probably a strip club, to be honest. Yeah. Create a new holiday or create a new language? Create a new holiday. Love it. Yeah. Dirty talk or long foreplay? Dirty talk. Dirty talk. Yes. 
chocolate or like plants or flowers? Chocolate or plants or flowers. Ooh, I can't both. Um, Probably flowers, I say, as I look around and I'm surrounded by them from this past weekend. (laughs) So I'd say flowers. (laughs) Love it. Um, Would you rather glow pink when you're attracted to someone or glow red when someone really annoys you glow red when someone annoys me (laughs) I would love that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny um would you rather have mediocre sex all the time or mind-blowing sex every six months Mm. I think mediocre mediocre sex all the time I could make it work Yeah, because then you could probably, like, make it better somehow. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And then the last one is, would you rather always make out for four hours or every time you have sex, it's only for seven minutes? Four hours. I only have sex for seven minutes. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) My jaw would hurt after four hours. Oh, man. It really would be. Oh my God. Well, this was so much fun. I loved our conversation. Thank you so much for all your tips and tricks and advice. Like you give phenomenal advice. Obviously you're a therapist and I can totally tell that you probably do wonderful things in this world. So thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you for coming on. Uh, Please let everyone know where they can connect with you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at comfy with Carly. Uh, that's the best way to connect with me and stay updated as I launch my website in the near future. Uh, so yeah, feel free to follow, interact, message me. I love talking to people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carly. It was such a pleasure having you on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carly. It was honestly such a blast speaking with her just openly, and it was just so much fun. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast and definitely connect with her and listen to her podcast, Comfy with Carly. I will obviously put her in the show notes so you can find her easily and you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media platforms. And definitely connect with me on my website. I have merch awesome merch, super cute stuff. There's definitely something for everyone. And I would also love for you to join my free VIP Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. That is also going to be in the show notes. And I hope you tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Thank you for being here. Bye.